from Sydney and Eden on the vibrant Gloucester Road of Bristol. It's Bang Bang Podcast, and here's your host, Dome O'Chrome, Andy Hall. Hello, everybody. Thank you for for that uh, touching introduction, uh, Steve. Thanks very much. Yeah, my my pleasure, mate. We're back again in, uh, in, in the glitzy... West End, what, 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 what side of Bristol are you? The, the glitzy north. North, north Bristol. The glitzy it? north you Bristol. You just don't that piss old fucking old people yeah. factory that you work at. It is, yeah. North Bristol Trust. Yeah, we're, we're back again in Sydney and Eden. This, uh, this is episode 138 of uh, Bowman Podcast. Hello, everybody. Um, and yeah, we're back, back again in the lovely story. Actually, where it's at tonight is the seats are all there. Like, you get an audience in there, which... We've got seats there because normally down here they run a comedy club. Yeah. Um, downstairs at Sydney and Eden. Um, they, they run quite a bit. It's called the She Den. Um, they, they run um, women's comedy nights down here, which is, is really uh, good. It's not a massive um, venue. You can put 20 or 30 people in, but it's a nice... It, it, it's a nice atmosphere. So if you are in Bristol um, and you do fancy coming down to see some comedy, um, come down to Sydney and Eden on a Thursday. Yeah, I reckon we could fill this at push. So I'm good at this fucking like just you are, like, yeah 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 flogging stuff stuff. Yeah, yeah you are good. Yeah, I know, I know. Who'd have thought? A big thanks to to Louis and Beth for uh, allowing us to come and do this stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's appreciated. Uh, bottles and books in Sydney and Eden. Keep keep me going with me stout addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, normally at bottles and books, I've got to, it's it's going up to Christmas, and I do genuinely spend half of my wages just coming up to Christmas on stout for Christmas the last few years. So yeah, looking forward to doing it again. Um, got Andy on the quality Euro piss again. He's got Arbor Hellas Lager. I just bought him a pint down. Little fucking prick sent me a text. <laughs> he said, "Oh, should we meet at half past seven? So yeah, we'll meet at half past seven. Seven minutes past seven, he goes, I'm down there already. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I could have got down there earlier and got to bed fucking earlier. But no, you decide not to communicate that with me. And then the cunt turns around and says, get me a beer when you come in. He's like, fucking, I got here first last week and bought him a fucking beer. Does he buy me a fucking beer? Does he fuck the fucking miserable bald cunt? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I got here earlier. You know, to get prepared. No um, more fucking dipstick fuck. Yeah, okay. We're off, to, we're off to a strong start already. I was in the middle there saying thank you to people. Uh, thanks to Will and the guys from Black Lakes for our theme, as always. Black Lace. Black Lace. Yeah. yeah. Thanks to Black Lace for the film. What were the name, Mum? I could do. What the name? Push you know, pineapple, shake the tree. Do you know the names of the two people in Black Lace? I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> There's not actually music, is it? They don't what? push me. Don't fucking push me tonight. Um, and thanks to uh, Pig's Bladders for our artwork, as always. The Wizard yeah. of Photoshop, but he's, I think he's got cataracts, he's telling me the other day. Yeah. Um, all the best. The, I, I feel having cataracts is probably the best way to view Andy. Possibly, yeah. yeah possibly. Yeah. Um, last week we did, uh, what did we do? WCW uh, Clash of the Champions 25, did you enjoy I think that? Clash of the Champions is probably pushing it a bit with mm. the fucking shit that was on show. It wasn't great, was it? No, it was fucking pathetic. It wasn't great. It was a good show, though. No, it wasn't. It was an amazing oh, our show. Our show was brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what have you been up to then last uh, last couple of weeks? Anything interesting? Um, not really. No. Um, we're all suffering with colds and things like that, so I've just been going to work and coming home and going to work and coming home. Um, I 
varnish the table. Does that count as exciting? Um, no. <laughs> what, what kind of varnish did you use? Clear. Okay. Danish yeah. oil. Yeah. Bought a new... Bought a new d- That's what happens when you get married. You get money from people. Fuck yeah. knows why. Yeah. And then we bought um, a new table and dining room table and chairs out of it, so... Did you enjoy our wedding present we got you? What was that? <laughs> I went to a wedding about a month earlier and uh, bought a card to take, a very humorous card to take yeah. to the wedding and forgot to take it to that wedding. So you t- brought it to ours? No, I forgot to take it to yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's still at home. Mm, so the next God. wedding I get invited to, it's really funny, the card. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. I fell over again. Uh, Can we take a straw poll, readers? Who thinks it's funny? Yeah. And who thinks it's fucking only I'll put, Andy? I'll put a picture up on the, uh, on the Twitter page. People well, like I say, it was nice to see Andy's other half yeah. at my wedding. Yeah. Um, didn't care about Andy. Obviously. No, no. Yeah, I fell over again yesterday. Yeah. That's uh, a couple of four. I fell over uh, picking the kids up from school. I went in for the school uh, do, gates. When um, you go and pick your kids up from over, school, yeah. do they look embarrassed or do they sort of... N- run at you saying daddy daddy or do they run away from you shouting daddy daddy they're pretty just nonplussed by it all to be honest I should imagine my kids yeah. I could imagine uh, did you watch any wrestling on the weekend did you watch um, no. the Saudi Arabian thing none no nor did I no. no nothing nothing really happened did it Logan I don't know the I don't know US title I don't know um, I don't care no nothing particularly exciting happened I don't think um and then last night they announced it's going to be war games at the Survivor Series. That's what, like I said before, that's all they need to do is he doesn't do anything else. Yeah, he didn't do they it. T- they talk about it yeah. and then Stephen Regal walks past and goes, war games, and then walks off again. And that's all he needs to do for the rest of his career now, just utter one word yeah. once a year. Yeah. Made for me, I'd watch that shit. They got um, Macy's to do it instead. Matey, uh, what, a, a bottle of fucking 1970s Yeah, tugboat, yeah. Um, no, the uh, general, Adam Pearce, the general manager, just came out in the next, it was going to be Morgan's. I didn't watch it. I, I was, I How's Nick Aldis doing as a general right. manager of SmackDown? Yeah, he's, he, he asked after you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure he does. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did all right. He looks, he looks weird. In, in a, he's one of those guys, I like Cody Rhodes, wears a suit. In lieu of a personality. <laughs> and what, yeah. what's your excuse? Well, I don't wear suits. <laughs> yeah, and you haven't got a personality. No, so. It's like you're not doing well on either front, um, But yeah, I'm assuming he's doing all right. Okay. Well, I'm maybe I'll... Maybe do you wrestle, will at some point? Do you think he's going to wrestle? I Because he's only... don't actually care. I know you don't care, but he's only like in his early 40s, isn't he? I didn't even see him when he was a fucking gladiator. That's how much I... You know what, you went in TNA when he was um, <sighs> Brutus Magnus and all that nah, stuff? No, nah. no. I, I didn't even... I wouldn't even care if he was in TNA as Magnus Magnuson. No, no. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, Brutus the Barber Magnuson. Brutus the Barber Magnuson. <laughs> Brutus the Barber Magnus Magnuson. Um, yeah. Oh, it's going down quite nicely. Um, yeah, so he's my Hamilton Crunch... Peanut butter stout. Yeah. Very nice for the connoisseurs who were and to the fucking idiot who said I thought I heard toffee stout. Yeah. You fucking did your bladder. <laughs> I didn't know who that was. Um but we'll uh Yeah, those two episodes have gone down quite well with everybody. Seems yeah, to be, again, yeah. couldn't give a fuck. Mm. Christmas is coming up. The goose is getting fat. Um Please put a penny in the old man's hat. Is that the Yeah, idea? please stick a fist up the old man's twat. Um, 
And we've got lots of episodes coming up over special, special Christmas episodes, but Steve's won't be. Oh, um, no, I'm having fuck all. <laughs> be involved in. Absolutely nothing to do with it at all. Uh, they're going to be good, though. They're going to be good, though. So it's going to be a very busy. For I, you? I don't know how many episodes. I, I don't, I'll be just. No. Drinking. I'm yeah. Not, not anything to do with these fucking alleged Christmas cracker yeah. Yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. But they're going to be good. Uh, and then we all arranged for our little Royal Rumble meet up in Birmingham uh, in January. That's yeah. Other guys, so that should be uh, that should be good. Guess what? Yeah. I'm not coming. Yeah, I know you're not coming. I asked you last time. Yeah, yeah I'm not coming again. No, no. Uh, but it should be good. It should be good. Um, so last week we did uh, WCW. Now we're going back to one of our other kind of original formats, which is looking at the career of an individual wrestler. Yeah, the, the halcyon days of... Which is Hercules, how we started, isn't it? Yeah. And Demolition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Perfect. Honky Tonk Man. Rick Rude. Yeah. All the greats. Those were the days. Ah, uh, when I liked people. Yeah. And wrestling. Yeah. yeah. That wore off quick, didn't it? Well, I mean, so this week is, is the, would have been the birthday of, of this guy. Um... If he was still alive, obviously, because he's dead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still his you're birthday. Giving, you're giving it away, aren't you? It would have been his birthday. It's still yeah, his if birthday. He was alive. It's still his birthday. <laughs> yeah, it's still it's his not birthday. Around. Do you know yeah. what I fucking hate? Mm. On Facebook, mm. especially, because that's just a breeding place of pigs and fucking cunts anyway. Yeah. Worse than Twitter, probably, but I do like taking the piss out of people. And they haven't banned me. Yeah. Um, is when they say, oh, it would have been, oh, happy 74th birthday to whoever, just whatever it is. Oh, it would have been their 74th birthday. Yeah, but they died at 38, so it wasn't their 74th birthday, wasn't it? It would have been their 74th birthday if they were alive. They yeah. died at 38, they didn't make it to 39, they're not 74, they died at 38, so they stayed at 38. I fucking hate it, it's just like, oh, it would have been their 74th birthday, yeah. They died fucking years ago, though. What is their birthday see, um, was it? When you see people put happy birthday on people's pages of people who've died. Yeah, they're like, oh, maybe they'll read it. Well, no, because obviously they're not that close to them, are they? So they're not aware that they're dead. So they're still wishing a happy birthday. Or we have to catch up soon, that sort of thing. Yeah, they died three years ago. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, yeah. Unlikely. Yeah. Unlikely. Unless you die as well. You haven't, you haven't caught up with their... Uh, yeah. You haven't been on their page for a while, have you? <laughs> I've got people who wish me happy birthday every year. No. Nah, I don't I, speak I, to I them. I don't do that. I mean, my, be- my best mate died a couple of years ago. I'm not yeah. going to be on his fucking page wishing him a happy birthday. No, no. I'll say when I think of him, and I'll send a fucking I'll I'll put a random thought about him on my fucking page. Yeah, yeah. Um, for his mates to see, and yeah. maybe it'll it'll get some other memories, and it might might sort of spark some sort of chat about him. And that's nice when you when you're speaking about times you've had with that person. Yeah. And to say, oh, it's their fucking seventy fourth birthday. No, they died at thirty eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, November the fifteenth is the birthday of uh, Randy Mario. I get Buffett. paid on November the 15th. Well. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Macho, man. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write that down. I didn't know that. I'm going to see, um, next week, I'm going to see um, Teenage Fan Club as well. Are you? Yeah. Okay. I'm, 
for some reason, I think that might be the 15th as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon so. they'll play any songs in tribute to... Uh... Macho Man Randy Savage? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely no, not. No, you can no. ask. Any requests? You can say, yeah, can you play... Uh... They did do a song called The King, though. Yeah. So, sort of. Maybe then. Well, that was about Jerry Lawler, wasn't it? No, 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 no. Macho King. Yeah, okay, great. Um, so yeah, they also do a song called Some People Try to Fuck With You, which is what you're trying to do now. Right, okay. We got... Um, Born on November the 15th, so in a uh, long-awaited return of one of the favourite features of the show. Oh, please. We're gonna... You say long-awaited return? Yeah. Absolutely. Everybody that hears this now is going, I didn't even remember that was a thing. But it was a thing. Well, yeah, obviously it was a thing because you're the only one who remembers it. So, Randy Savage shares a birthday with one, two, three, four, five... Just five people. Five cultural icons. Well, you use the word cultural icon a bit loosely, don't okay, you? Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see where, you, where you, on, the, on the scale of cultural icons where you put these people, okay? Okay. Uh, one to ten. So one being... Not very culturally uh, iconic. Ten, ten being fucking... <laughs> yeah. Ten being, like, Jimi Hendrix. One being Tony Knowles. To- Tony Knowles. Yeah. Ten being Beyonce Knowles. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, number one, Petula Clark. Um... Three on the Knowles scale. Knowles <laughs> scale. Okay. And that's, that she's about Nick Knowles. I like Tom. No, not Nick Knowles. I like Downtown. Everybody loves Downtown, don't they? I'm just trying to think of another Petula Clark song. See, there you go. You can't no? think of no one. Spring to mind? No. I mean. Uh, Yafet Kotto. From Alien. Yeah, and from uh, Live and Let Die. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Yafet Kotto played... Um, the inspiration for um, Papa Shango. Mm. Yeah. In, in um, I, I didn't realise he was an alien. I, I hadn't seen Alien until a couple of weeks ago. Haven't you? No. Best of the best, best good, film of the Alien series. It's it good. Got, but it's got the right tension. Yeah. It's brooding horror film set in space. I jumped at the end Fucking when uh, I thought they'd escaped and the alien was in the, in the ship still. Um... Sigourney Weaver is quite attractive in that film as well. Senior Weavy, yes. Yeah. Um, so where on the on the no scale is Yafet? He's about, um, I guess for being well known. Yeah. I, I think like Petula Clark, really okay. on a three, but okay. on a, I'd say amongst the right people, he was he was a six or seven on the cultural icon front, just because of Live and Let Die, mostly Alien. Yeah. Uh, Alexander O'Neill. Good if you like really piss poor. Oh, criticize is good. No, it's not. It is good. It's absolute fucking melon balls. Criticize is a good song. Yeah. Oh. Um, on the on the scale, For, two, two. Okay. Uh, old dirty bastard from the Wu Tang Clan. Six. Yeah. Yeah. ODB? Yeah, I think I've seen him. I saw Matty first. Well, you're down down Gloucester Road, down by the arches. Yeah, no, no, I didn't see him He was just getting some in what used to be the Arches Fish Bar, which is now that Peri Peri Chicken Place. Yeah. Was he there? No, he wasn't there, no. No. Um, so what's six on a no skull? Six on a no skull. And then the last one in Andrew Castle. The uh, former Taunton based tennis player. I'm not even going to dignify no. him. <laughs> He's like a, he was like a daytime TV presenter, so often. He still is a daytime is TV he? presenter. I didn't watch, I'm busy during the daytime. Then why bring it up? I, I just Andrew Castle was on the on the list of people born on this day. Well, I think I see. I think I saw when I went to Wimbledon. 
couple of years when I was at school. I might have seen him play at Wimbledon Andrew Castle. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer back to your fucking bollocks. Yeah. By doing my own top ten. Okay, brace yourself, people. Brace yourself, people. As we're talking about Randy Savage, I'm gonna tell you the top ten people who died of a heart attack. Right, okay. So the people you know, is it? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. Okay. At number 10, John Candy. He died of a heart attack. He died of a heart attack. Well, I mean... Because he was a fat cunt. Yeah, I can see the size, yeah. Um, I'm not surprised. Actually, I'm, I'm slightly surprised. No, because he wasn't really drugs, was he? That was more... No, that was more... Um, Belushi and that lot. Farley and Belushi. Yeah. 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 John Candy. Do you have a favourite John Candy film? Uh, Uncle Buck. Yeah, Uncle Buck's great. God, yeah. <laughs> I like playing trains and automobiles as well. Those are two pillows. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve Martin was a strange. I, I don't. Yeah, I yeah, he's he's got he's Steve yeah, Martin. Very uh, right. Anyway, you mm. digress. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, number nine, Peter Sellers. Okay, right. Heart attack. Um, he had a million heart attacks, pretty much. Didn't did he? he? Yeah, yeah, he did one after the other. I only renew him from the Pink Panther films, Peter Sellers. I wasn't aware of his like the goons and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and other things like that. That was that was before my time, unfortunately. But yeah, <laughs> sorry, I wasn't born with the goons around. Ayatollah Khomeini at number eight. Okay, right, yeah. Uh, okay, well, I mean, if he was going to die, I'm not sure really. That was the. Than the method of death you'd expect him to have, but no. And I'm going to pick <laughs> two people diametrically opposed. Okay. At number seven, Karl Donitz, yeah. who took over from Hitler after Hitler killed himself in the Second World War. Okay. And at number six, Lou Costello. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know where either of those people don't have a heart attack. And. Carrying on with um, dictatory type themes, uh, number five, Kim Jong Il. Okay. Uh, and number four, Nikita Khrushchev, okay. another dictator. Yeah. There's a lot of dictators on this list, aren't there? There is. And I'm yeah. going to go with number three, Mao Zedong. Yeah, yeah. It's just not that it's a list of dictators with. Um... No, you could probably do a separate one. Yeah. Number two, who died on this day of a heart attack? W.G. Grace. Oh, well. Oh, a legend. A Bristol legend, a Bristol no legend, W.G. Grace. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's what? The, the, the cricket ground in Downing is, is built. I think he built that ground. And the supermarket thing above, Grace. So this is, this is all people who died on this, on day, this day of a heart attack. Of a heart attack. Thank you very much. I thought this was just a list of people who died of a heart attack. No, and number one... Okay. Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi's dead. He is. (laughs) Yeah. Died of a heart attack. (laughs) Okay, there you go. I forgot that. So that was Bauhaus, wasn't it? That that was, yeah. I've been listening to a lot of Killing Joke recently. There's nothing wrong with listening to Killing Joke. I'm a big fan of Killing Joke. I've got a lot of their stuff on vinyl, all the early stuff. I've got my, my... my beloved wife, yeah. a few, she gets me a decent Christmas present of the musical variety. Yeah. Like a four, four um, one year it was like a, a Huskadoo box set. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's only 200 uh, 
there was known 200 made in the entire world and I got about 130. Yeah. So it got me that. And another one, it was um, a four-disc damned compilation on gold vinyl. And she bought me um, a a double album... No, no, a four... Another four albums of, of Killing Joke singles and, okay. and rarities. Yeah. Which is... Yeah, they, they you you forget how many good things they've done over a long period of time. It's still going, they're still going there. Uh, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Their last couple of albums yeah. actually have been fucking amazing. Okay. Like, like they're back to their original lineup, right? Because um, their their youth was their original um, bass player, okay. and he left to become like he did a load of like sort producer, of rave producing yeah. and things yeah. like that, and remix producing, and then he went back to them after their the the replacement for him, mm. a guy called Paul Raven, mm-hmm. died strangely enough of a heart attack on this day, not on this day, <laughs> but of heart attack. But yeah. um, it was yeah, it was it. They got back together again after a long hiatus. Hiatus because um, Jazz Coleman yeah. has got a long history with mental yeah. illness. Um, but their last two or three albums from when they got back together, um, the, the what two thousand and twelve um, pylon um, an absolute descent. Yeah. Fucking amazing albums. They yeah. just they haven't really lost a, a lost a, a step. So you you do it right by listening to it. Yeah, thanks. Absolute descent. Have a listen to okay. to that as an album. It's fucking yeah. great. I just come across a couple of singles which I liked. Which ones do you like? Uh, Love like blood. That's the big one. Yeah. And eighties. Um, I think that was it. He's eighties. Mm. Yeah, the two big ones. Yeah, yeah. Right, so just get off the fucking, <laughs> get off the populist wagon and actually listen to him. You cunt. You need to be. Listening it's funny how I came across them. Though, I, you I you need to be much. listening to things like War Dance and yeah. Requiem. Okay. Requiem's a fucking amazing. I got that on twelve inch. Yeah. Um, follow the leader. Yeah. Ah, oh, fucking yeah. Yeah. What's the killing joke section of the show? Uh? Yeah, yeah. Just go and, if you if you haven't. Heard Killing Joke and you like a, like a bit of punk rock. Yeah. Um, it is slightly different to your normal punk rock. There are goth overtones to it yeah. and it is a bit dark and it? a bit fucking mad yeah. in places, but they're well worth a listen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so we're going to talk about Macho Man. We're going to split this into two parts. I've done about 4,000 words of notes. And that's before I got to the uh, WCW section of his career. And I don't really know much about that. So we decided, between the two of us, that we would do uh, his WWE career. So the first part is going to be kind of up to WrestleMania 5. And then next week it will be the Macho King stuff onwards until his departure. Uh, so, yeah. So we'll crack on, shall we? Okay, yeah. We've so- done that. Uh, 25 minutes already on utter bollocks. So, uh, to born uh, 1952 on the uh, 15th of November, in, the same day as Petula Clark, Alexandro the Yeah, Island. in bumfuck Utah. <laughs> yeah, uh, to Judy and Angelo Poffo. Uh, and Angelo was a famous wrestler. Well, he was a wrestler. I wouldn't say he was massively okay. famous. Yeah. Um, 
he started wrestling, his dad started wrestling in the early 50s in Chicago. Um, most notably, um, at one point, he was he was a teacher. Um, yeah. He ta- taught, taught, taught games, basically, so he was a sadistic games teacher. Yeah. Um, but he did, at one point, hold the um, world record for the most sit-ups in an hour. <laughs> yeah. Which I think it was 6,063 or something Jesus like that. Christ. It's a lot of, of, of... That's a lot of serves. Yeah. Um, but he had two gimmicks um, in in his time as a wrestler. One, he was a well-known cheapskate yeah. um, of something that he passed over to both of his sons. Um, and he was known as the miser. Yeah. And also, he was known as the graduate, which um, had... Oh, that persona had a little bit of a knock-on effect to both his sons because it was basically um, America's favourite um, graduation song is Pomp and Circumstance by Elgar, who the later movements provided Randy Savage's entrance music. And the graduate is not a million miles away from the persona that um, Lanny adopted for the genius. Yeah, yeah. So they they they, they took their father um, on a generation and, and used part of his own personas for their wrestling personas. Um, when they were both old enough, I think um, Randy's first... First love was was baseball, and he played some minor league baseball. Yeah. Um, but uh, he had a knee injury, and that stopped him from from carrying on. Um, his dad said, "Why don't you come and wrestle?" Um, and because I don't think Angelo Poffo was a particularly well liked man, um, his attempts to get his sons into wrestling didn't really go very well. So. Pretty much, and he's probably about the first person to do this. He just went, fuck it, I'll start my own promotion. And it was right smack bang in the Memphis region that was run by Nick Goulas and, um, what's his name, fucking, what's that, Jeff Jarrett's dad's. Jerry Jarrett. Jerry Jarrett's. Um, Jerry Jarrett. His, their promotion. Uh, so they... For all you Jim Cornette fans out there, uh, ran Angelo Poffo ran the original Outlaw Mud Show. Yeah, yeah. So um, with Nick Goulas being a a bit of a cheapskate anyway, and his own son trying to get into wrestling, which was at least Randy and Lanny were believable wrestlers. Um, George Goulas wasn't a believable wrestler and only got there because of his dad. Um, there's a there's a story where um, I can't remember who the wrestler was. It, 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 he got in the ring and just went, "I ain't losing to you, George." Um, and George Gulas apparently said, "Daddy said you've got to do the job," um, and he didn't do the job. Strangely enough, so I think that prompted a lot of wrestlers to leave and side with Jerry Jarrett, and that's where he started mm. CWA. So the um, old Randy Savage thing was apparently he was he, he was called the uh, the spider. The spider when he first off, wrestled, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And the whole Randy Savage thing came from, you know, he was Randy Poffo, and then so he doesn't look like uh, Randy Poffo doesn't work. You look like you know, you look like a savage. 
which kind of came from Ole Anderson. So early Anderson. Yeah, so early Anderson. It was Oilers' idea. Ole Anderson's a... Ole Anderson's biggest fan, isn't he? So. Yeah, yeah, because he said he looked like a savage, apparently, with the hair and the beard and the... Yeah. And then because of the, the whole savage thing, I, I, I watched the uh, documentary that was on the on the network about Macho Man, which is done mainly by Lanny. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. And he said that Randy wasn't particularly confident speaking in his, you know... L- Lanny was always the one that was the, was the talker. Of the two, again, this is going on. This is going on. Lanny's. Uh... No, he did like to talk. Yeah, yeah, Fair he did, yeah. And he had a good voice as well. But he was struggling to find his kind of voice as a wrestler. And uh, Lanny said to him about, "Oh, we'll think of like famous savages in wrestling." And they thought of a guy called uh, Pampiro Furpo. Yeah, the, the Argentinian, uh, the savage. wild boar, the, the pampas. Yeah, ball of the pampas. Yeah. And he used to do like an oh yeah. Thing. Yeah. And then Randy did it. And he he did it obviously in his way. And they were like, actually, yeah, that that kind of <laughs> that kind of sticks. So that's where the uh oh yeah come from. And then strangely enough, Randy Savage quickly became the world champion in his dad's promotion. Who knew? It's funny that, isn't it? International Championship Wrestling. Yeah. And traded it a few times with his brother. Yeah. <laughs> his brother Larry. Wow. It's odd. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I didn't really, you know, that's more, you know, you, uh, your knowledge of this era of wrestling supersedes mine. Yeah, yeah. But I know they, eventually they, they had the big feud territory-wise with Lawler and Jarrett and the... the, the well, they really sort of got subsumed into the Jarrett sort of yeah. banner. They, they knew that... Basically, when Goulas went, um, everybody went with Jarrett, including a lot of um, Angelo's sort of wrestlers as well. The the Knoxville end of the Memphis Territory um, went to um, the Welsh um, Fuller, Rob, like Tennessee Lee, yeah. C- Colonel Rob Parker, yeah. and that's... Uh, his family, they're, they're very well connected and that became sort of continental, southeastern continental wrestling. Um, and then Jarrett picked a young Jerry the King Lawler to be his sort of figurehead and, and did the rest of the Memphis stuff. And then they sort of subsumed Randy and all the IWC, ICW even, yeah. um, people into into CWA and that's where he um, entered a few with entered a few with Jerry the King Lawler um, with what's his name um, Jimmy Hart yeah part of the Hart family wasn't he so yeah it's, it's strange do you think that like obviously the, the CWA USWA that was not until a lot later. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it must have been a big thing because it as, was far, as far thing. as I know, Lawler didn't... He was never on any of the NWA televised stuff. No, but the, the, he was on some of it. Yeah. Um, but he was mostly down in... in they, were, they were still at that time part of the NWA. Yeah. Um, and Jarrett was pushing for him to be the world champion yeah. always um, yeah. and never never got recognised because I thought there was a they thought it was a bit of a hierarchy in the Memphis guys yeah. because of their 
they were very cheap payers. Um, people stayed there for a little bit and then moved on to better things sort of thing. So it was like a bit of a hierarchical thing and they didn't think that um, Memphis was was befitting a yeah. a world champion. So he always got, there was a big voting thing and that's why it stayed between all those old men for all that mm. time. And Lauder was perceived also as too young for yeah. a lot of that run, even though he was drawing his ass off with things like, things like, um, his... I know later people will, will have only seen Bill Dundee as as um, Sir William in WCW, but yeah. superstar Bill Dundee uh, had a uh, had a legendary feud against uh, Randy Savage. Austin Idol uh, yeah. uh, 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 had a, a feud against Billy Randy Savage, and they were all people that that were in the mix for the CWA Championship, which. In the end, they split from the uh, NWA, and that's when um, Lawler finally gained, by affiliating with the AWA, um, that's when he finally got the bloody World AWA World Championship from Mr. Perfect. And it, Mr. Perfect's last match, Kurt Hennig's last match in AWA before he went to... Um, WWF yeah um, and he never defended that belt um, because he took the belt went home and, and Vern Gagne never paid him as penny um, so he said well I'm keeping the fucking belt then yeah and in the end they went um, elsewhere well it was uh, like you said Lanny and Randy were frequent ICW champions only Ronnie Garvin and someone called Paul Christie held the title apart from the from the brothers some of the other people who appeared in ICW were Crusher, Crusher Broomfield, who was uh, George uh, Thingy Bobs, who was one man gang, who yeah. was Akeem, uh, the original Sheik, Bob Orton Jr., Jr. Pistol Pez Watley, Ox Baker, and a lady named Elizabeth Hewlett, who sort of gone out with Randy at the time uh, in ICW. Uh, and that year, like you said, they, they were struggling come 1984. And the company got bought out by Lawler and Jarrett. And they kind of used the existing heat between the two companies, bringing Savage into the, in, into the, in, into the uh, CWA and kind of used that as, you know, as basis for their feud, the, the real life stuff which had happened before. And he feuded with Lawler over the AWA title. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lanny was also there as well, and they had, they had a feud with the uh, Rock and Roll Express. And yeah, so come 85, he's feuding with Lawler again, and he had a, a loser leaves match, um, which he lost, Randy, because he was off to the bigger and better things. He was. But in that, that kind of era needs to be, there's some AWA on the network, isn't there? So whenever I've seen, I've gone back and watched old AWA stuff, it's been like Vader and stuff like that it looks really fucking like the production value looked looks pretty good for the mid 80s yeah no, it's good. It was the, the Memphis stuff was really good for, and you're, you're the first person yeah to ever during that feud with the Rock and Roll Express yeah um, Randy Savage was the first person to pile drive somebody through a table okay 
So he he piled drove Ricky Morton through a table. Yeah, yeah. And um, Lanny, we we don't really talk about Lanny's wrestling a bit. We don't do talk we? about Lanny. No. He must have he must have been a decentish. He was a decentish. He was a bit more. So he was at the time he was a little bit more bigger built and more athletic than yeah. than Randy. But Randy had the had the intensity and the fucking the bigger persona. Yeah. Lanny was a little bit camper and a little bit, a bit more... Like a, like a beefy Alan Rickman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good thing, I think. Um, yeah, so 84. So 85, he, uh, he made the switch to WWF. He did. Uh, and he made his debut as the macho man, Randy Savage, with the, with the music. Uh, and his first match he had... On uh, on WWF TV was against a guy called Aldo Marino. Aldo Marino, whoever Aldo Marino. He was billed as the top always. free agent in wrestling, and yeah. he was courted by a lot of all the managers, managers. came out to watch yeah, the yeah. match. Uh, yeah, so all the top managers at the time were Heenan, Fuji, Blassie, Johnny put, Valiant, Classy Freddie Blassie. I put Peter Sutcliffe. I think that must Peter be uh, Jimmy Hart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I might have been Captain Lou Albano. Okay. No, I mean, it was Jimmy Hart, but he, he looked very, very uh, in, in that time, very Sutcliffe-esque. Um, yeah, and they all joined him in a ring to celebrate. But uh, in, in August, he had a big ceremony where he was going to announce his, uh, his manager. Yeah, on Wrestling Challenge. Yeah. He, he, the unknown Liz... Yeah, he brought to much um, to much fanfare from Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah. The way he spoke about, I, I guess they had to speak, but the way Gorilla Monsoon spoke about it was just a bit. Well, I mean, it's nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, um, I mean, imagine being a, a woman involved in wrestling in the what well, in any fucking era apart from the last couple of years probably. Um, you'd be surprised what fucking goes down now well yeah yeah, I know yeah yeah. but you'd like to think you'd like to think but, yeah, yeah you'd like to think yeah, but fucking probably not, no. men are horrendous fuckers but they've been married for six months before this yeah uh, in real life uh, Randy and Liz and yeah she was like the first prop- proper sort of actual one of the first female especially in WWE well, WWF first female manager but what did she do that was it, though, wasn't it? Yeah, she didn't do anything. Thing. So she was. Yeah, she, yeah, no, but she was. She was just a valet. Yeah, being called a manager. She didn't do anything to fucking warrant being called a manager, other than Randy didn't want to let her out of his sight because he was fucking. He was. He, yeah, he was, was a, a bit, well-known yeah. jealous. It wasn't. Yeah, like, the, uh, the the psycho stuff isn't too far from uh, from reality, is it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's totally. He was. He was just a, a a maniac. But from the start, the gimmick was that he was kind of the slightly overpossessive. Wrestler with his uh, female valet, and he kind of win at all costs. Uh, but he watching those matches, it was a, quite a unique style for the time. Yeah, yeah, the really high doing action. the high flying stuff and yeah, stuff on the top rope because people didn't. And he was he was one of those wrestlers yeah. that never actually changed his approach. No, the wrestler did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, would take a take a mile if he could get away with it, even if he was a face. Yeah, yeah. His first big moment was the uh, the wrestling classic, 
which uh, covered previous on this show with episode 58 with James from Café de René. Yeah. Um, which he got to the final of that. That was, that was the first actual WWF pay-per-view. That's that was pre-WrestleMania, Wrestling Classic. Yeah, Wrestling Classic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then there was more to settle the score. Yeah, but he, uh, he got to the final of that tournament... Um, I mean, yeah, he, he was the Steve, he stole the show in that in that, and it, it was basically a vehicle for him. He got to the final loss to. But you look at Junk the people they put him in with. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Ivan Putski. Really <laughs> yeah, Ivan Putski was in his sixties, didn't he? Yeah. I mean? so, um, but Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, the Dynamite Kid mm-hmm. were there to highlight the fact that he could wrestle. And, yeah. And and put on a wrestling show, and then JYD was probably behind Hogan, the second biggest face. At that, that point, quickly, yeah, <laughs> quickly, quickly went, it? but he was massively. I mean, the reaction he got at the end of that, Junkyard Dog, grab them cakes, it's a good song, but he, he lost by count out, keeping him nice and yeah, yeah, protected. Not, not actually losing, was it? Yeah, uh, coming to the end of '85, he started a feud with Tito Chico Santana, Tana, yeah, and master um, of the flying burrito. The on the one of the early Saturday night's main events, they had the the Halloween special where um, he was dressed up. King Kong Bundy was dressed up like uh, Abraham Lincoln on the Halloween. That early Saturday night's main event, the Halloween that's when they were all bobbing for apples, and uh, mm. the Iron Sheet was dressed up like uh, David Crockett, wasn't it? And uh, <laughs> yeah, um, they, they had a double count on that match. Fuck the David Crockett. But in in September in uh, February, he beat Santana. Um, but by that point, he'd already kicked off his first big feud in WWF, which was with George Animal Still. Yes, who was another odd ball, yeah. to say the least. But he was a teacher, wasn't he, in real life? Yeah, yeah. Completely normal. Oh, God, yeah, but he, he played the, the mute lunatic really well. With a so. green tongue. But yeah, before that, he did have a feud with Tito Santana, which... Um, could have gone a bit farther, but they it it just really petered out, didn't it? Yeah. It did. It did. I know you started, but it just petered out. It was over the it was over the Intercontinental Championship yeah. as well, wasn't it? It just yeah, yeah. Just There's a couple of times with Tito Santana, wasn't there? Because it was there was I know there was talk when go down seven or eight years later when when Brett kind of got the nod to be the. The guy going forwards when Hogan had, but I think about to leave, and but I, I think that, I think, basically, even then they were like he's yeah, he's some admission. Be- he's yeah, he, he, he they didn't a matador's uniform and a fucking <laughs> they, they, he was yeah. he was sort of, I I think it was because Vince McMahon Senior yeah. liked him that yeah. It, he was given a fairly upper mid card spot, yeah, because of that by Vince. Hmm. Um, didn't really believe in him. Didn't really push anything. And already Savage was 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 got for a better things. And it, around that time that he was having that um, aborted feud with with Chico Santana, yeah, um, he he won the first. He won three count out victories over Hulk Hogan. Yeah, they were wrestling a lot on the on the on the house, on the house show, and he won he won yeah. a few by count out. So he yeah. was obviously he was obviously well thought of right from the the start, and he he didn't lose his momentum. Unlike unlike 
most of the other people that get pushed by Vince. Yeah. Um, Macho Man quickly quickly went upwards and onwards. It's scary, I mean, we'll get to it a bit later, but it's scary how long Hogan held that title for until he lost it. Because when, when we get to WrestleMania 5 in a bit, that was only his second time he won the title, Hogan. Yeah. Because he, he won it the first time and held it for like fucking five he years. Only, he only... He only lost it in that fucking... Yeah, we're going to get to that in a bit, yeah. dollar man. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so they had the... Uh, um, leading up to WrestleMania 2, it was the the George Animal Steel feud having where... A, having a crush on yeah. on, on Liz. Um, obviously taken well by Randy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he must have been... He must have been all right with it to a certain... Oh, well, he didn't, wouldn't let her anywhere near him, would it? So, from yeah. that side of things, it was her playing scared. Yeah. If you notice, never really anywhere near Liz at all. You always no. get in between them and mm. then they get on. Um, he was about the only person who had a believable match with George the Animal still, which also says yeah. a lot about his. But he, he was... He was well known for literally going over every last thing yeah, in minute thing, yeah. detail. So everything was just planned to the max. He would he's he's the dictionary definition of professional wrestling, mm. isn't it? Where everything is is predetermined. I, I went back and watched that match with uh, George Steele at WrestleMania two, and he kicks out the elbow drop for, for the top rope. George Steele, but it loses with like a roll up uh, a couple of minutes later. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, so you're going for 86, he, he held the title, um, uh, and he was mainly wrestling in, in house shows and on the, on the TV syndicated shows. Um, he didn't appear on Saturday night's main event again until November when he took on uh, Jake. Oh, and, and Jake had just come off his feud with uh, Dick Blood, which we covered. Uh, Dicky Blood. Dicky Blood. We had the crocodile and the uh, fucking dragon in the ring. Um, and Jake was almost kind of at the point of turning face. It was quite an interesting, uh, interesting match, and the first match of many in their mm. storied feud, which we go on later on. But pretty much cemented because it, it was um, face uh, Hill versus Hill, really. But Jake was getting cheered massively, and almost kind of cemented him as a as a face, um, and that ended up as a as a, as a double DQ. That was the Saturday Night's Main Event with Hercules versus Hulk Hogan on as well, which is a, a classic. Um, into, into 87, and then the feud with Sat Steel was still going on somehow. But then uh, Steamboat had come back, and Steamboat had got involved and was uh, protecting George Steele and standing up for, for George Steele. And he, 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 he they, they utilised an yeah. old... Four Horsemen, Ric Flair storyline with it seems to, seems to be quite regular in in Ricky Steamboat's career, where um, career babyface Ricky Steamboat gets dropped throat first on a guardrail. Yeah, it's happened two or three times in his career. Yeah, and the, for the third time, it was it was uh, it was done with Randy Savage doing the spot. So yeah. That was the thing in late '86. They they done that spot and Steamboat had been out, and then he came back early early '87 to to save George Stone and get yeah, his yeah. revenge on uh, on Savage. Um, and yeah, so they had the um, 
did a match where in February on, on Saturday night's main event where Savage and Steele where the Intercontinental title was on the line but if, if George Steele won he'd get the title and he'd get Elizabeth so <laughs> telegraph to finish then really. yeah I know yeah 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 but at this point we're painting more and more of Elizabeth as a sympathetic character and Savage's behaviour is getting more and more kind of unhinged on TV yeah um, obviously yeah um, but yeah the uh, the Wrestlemania 3 match is, we, we've spoken about it on, on the Steamboat episode and but you forget that George Steele was heavily involved in that it goes down as like a all time classic and yeah probably a, a good it was just the, the wrestling match that everybody remembers off of Wrestlemania 3 yeah. not the reason most people who like the spectacle yeah. obviously Hogan and Hogan and Andre yeah but that's the one they talk about just yeah. as much isn't it the wrestling match of, of still in the top 10 of most people's sort of yeah all time favourite matches 19 yeah two counts in that match um, and George Steele was involved in, in the finish in the finish pushing <laughs> Randy Savage off the top rope when he was just about to give his yeah. flying, flying elbow finisher you forget about it, George Steele being involved in the finish you do the match was that <laughs> yeah, good yeah. you, you you overlook the fact that the actually the ending was a bit of a screw job. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, go back and watch that match. You don't need us to tell you how good that, that match was. Yes, you do. You yeah. need us to describe it in gory I think we probably detail. did in the Ricky yeah, Steamboat episode. Did, yeah. <laughs> we did, yeah. Actually, no, we probably didn't. We've already started that episode as well. Everybody's seen it. Everybody knows how good it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, after WrestleMania then, because they were getting quite popular as a duo, um, it didn't take long for him to, to turn face, especially after Steamboat's run got cut short and the IC title um, ended up on another former topic of this uh, show on the, the Honky Tonk Man's... Uh, yes, his, his reign of terror. Uh, Randy won the King of the Ring in 87, which was uh, like a house show yeah. event. Um, but yeah, Honky started calling himself the greatest intercontinental time, uh, champion of all time, which kind of led him into a, into a feud with the, the newly face-turned uh, on Randy. So um, they had a couple of matches on Saturday night's main event. Uh, and it, it kind of turned into a feud between Randy and the Hart family, basically. The Hart Foundation, so it was Honky and the, and the Hart Foundation and Jimmy Hart. And they were, he was feuding with them for probably two or three months, trying to get the title off of Honky, which didn't happen. But there's some chat in there that they think that the plan was for Honky to be the icy champ for a bit and then drop it back to Brett, uh, drop it back to uh, Randy. But Honky didn't want didn't, to didn't do the job, didn't want to give it up. So that's how we ended up with the. I I I, 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 I genuinely don't think that's true. No. Can you can you see Vince McMahon? Well, I mean, with that, Honky's cousin. No, he was good friends with Hogan, wasn't he? Yeah, but still. Yeah. Can you? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, no, it doesn't really. It no. doesn't, yeah. But hey, there's some talk that that, that, that 
Yeah, I don't think that but may have been really, the plan. They'd started the longer term booking for Hogan and Savage. That's why he didn't win it back. Well, there's, again, it's all set night main event stuff at this time, because, again, this is pre-Raw, and all the big stuff happened on the Saturday night's main event. But the uh, there's a match between um, Randy and, and Hong Kong Man, and the Heart Foundation come down, get involved, and it looks like they're going to use a chair, but Liz stands in Liz, front. Yeah, Liz stands in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, in, in the end, Hogan comes down to ring. Liz, Liz goes to the back yeah. to get help. And here comes... Here comes... Here comes the Hulkster! And uh, they get in the ring and shake hands for the first time. And Vince McMahon, verbatim, says, this is a magic moment in sports history. <laughs> Two men shaking hands in the ring. Uh, mm. And later on that night, they did their big first beginning of you together, and, uh, and there we are. Leading to the formation of the Mega Powers. The Mega Powers are born. The next Saturday night's main event after that, which we covered, me and Chris Bellis covered, episode 102, is uh, Randy Savage against Bret Hart, one of first, Bret's first singles matches, which okay. is the quality. Yeah, you can tell them that fucking. A big love to Chris and his family. They're going through from some stuff at the minute, so... Okay. Um, having having shared a podcast with Chris, yeah. he's, a, he's a good bloke, so yeah. I... I yeah. um, all the best, Chris, if you're going through not a brilliant time. I yeah. don't wish that on anybody. Um, no, no. Especially you, mate, so yeah. all the best. Yeah. Um, the first ever Survivor Series, Randy had his own team... And we're going to cover some Survivor Series in a couple of weeks' time, aren't we? So, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, as it's Survivor Series time. Yeah. We should go back to the Survivor Series proper. Yeah. Leading, um, to, leading to classic Survivor Series action like Randy Savage was involved in. Yeah. So his team then is Randy, Brutus, Jake, Steamboat and Duggan. And they beat Honky, Danny Davis, Hercules, Harley Race and Ron Bass. The outlaw, Ron Bass. I think... Holy Race stands out in that team, do you think? Yeah. Honky Tonk Man, Dangerous Danny Davis, Hercules and Ron, Ron Bass. Hercules? Well, yeah, Hercules, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, Harley kind of uh, stands out. And they win that because Honky walks out at the end, so... Macho, Jake and Steamboat are the, the winners, you know, obviously. The, the feud with uh, Honky Tonk Man and Jimmy Hart's guys continued into 88. Uh, the main event, the first main event in February of 88 with the big focus was with uh, Hogan and Andre, Andre yeah. 33 million people watch that yeah <laughs> don't surprise me <laughs> it just it, it just boggles the mind that at one point 33 million people were not uh, over here isn't it it's not like yeah, no, it's not over here but anywhere EastEnders Christmas gets yeah, 3 million there's that, a big fucking place over there isn't it America yeah I mean to be fair the EastEnders special in 88 probably would have got Dirty Den probably Dirty Den yeah fucking giving Angie the uh, your fuck yeah 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 happy Christmas happy Christmas Angie have a banana little Chris is in tears now he is yeah he's literally having a banana yeah but yeah first few million people watching wrestling um but yeah, the, uh, that, that show was started with Savage vs. Honky for the Intercontinental title. Um, which featured the debut of Honky Top Man's girlfriend. 
Peggy Sue. Oh, yeah. Who was, at this point, played by uh, Sensational Sherry. At various other points, was played by Jimmy Hartler. <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> 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 Jimmy Hart wasn't playing himself. Um, and they almost get into a scrap, actually, Peggy Sue and Elizabeth, which, again, is a bit of a... Uh, foretold what's going to happen in a, in, a, in a few months' time. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Honky loses by count-out, which is standard. Honky man. Standard. Um, but for the, again, at the end, it looks like Macho's going to eat her guitar, but Liz saves Macho. And then for the first time, we get the iconic, he's got her up on his shoulder, the kind of uh, celebration afterwards. Um, so pre-WrestleMania, it's uh, Savage and DiBiase for the first time. Um, that's the same Saturday Night's main event as Hogan versus Holly Race, where Holly Race dies going through a fucking table in uh, in 1989. Um, but the, the title obviously is held up due to the pre WrestleMania. Due to the several um, Dave Hogan's. Yeah, the Dave. <laughs> no, Dave. Dave, 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 Dave yeah, I can every two Dave Um But yeah, I mean, 33 million people watch that. Angle. Actually, TV. it was two Earl Hebners, wasn't it? Two Earl Hebners, yeah. How can it be two Earl Hebners? Um, so he held up when he basically when he bought the title off of. Um, mm. Yeah, the results still stood. I think it was only the fact that he bought the title. Yeah, yeah. That Jack Tunney stepped in and um, he was happy with there being twin referees, yeah, but the fact that the title, sold, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that Saturday night's main event. Uh, Andre was in the Million Dollar Man's corner, um, but Hogan comes down to help. Again, after Liz goes to the back to to go and get him. So then we're off to WrestleMania four for the uh, for the title. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the tournament. Yeah, I remember getting WrestleMania four on VHS. Yeah, the double the double. It was two two, two, two VHS. video tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not great, was it? No, it's not. No. It's a complete waste of fucking time. Yeah. First, the ones at Trump Plaza. Yeah. At yeah. Atlantic City and the ginger fucking Cheeto Hitler. <laughs> ginger Cheeto Hitler. Yeah. Um, so Hogan Andre buys to the to the second round. So that was kind of, I think in in Vince's eyes, there was like two main events: that one and whatever the yeah whatever the whatever final the, was. The final it? was so they, be. Yeah. So when they did go through. Um, and to fight fight each other, it was a very well, anticlimactic double count out. Yeah, and so Savage beat uh, Butch Reed in the first round. Yeah, Greg Valentine, the Hammer in round two, and then one man gang in the uh, and the gang in the semi finals. Yeah, and what could have been one man gang versus uh, Teddy Biasi in, in the main event of WrestleMania? The, the dream world championship match. Yeah, yeah. Ted beat Axel Jim Duggan, uh, Don Morocco, and they had a bye to the final because of the Hogan Andre stuff. Um, uh, again, I think there was a, it's probably tying into the, that whole honky tonk man conspiracy thing. But there's there's talk that, that there was it was considered oh, there's talk again. Is there? There's talk again. There's talk again. It was considered that Diviasi would win the title. Yeah. I that I genuinely covered the as well, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, that I genuinely could believe, to be honest, because yeah. he he would have made a credible heel champion. Yeah, 
um, but they decided to to pull the trigger on on Savage. I think with due to his natural intensity, yeah, there was some long term booking going on. Well, when did they? If you look at WWE, like the modern day WWF booking from Bob Backlund losing to the Iron Sheik, Hogan was champion, Savage was champion as a face, lost it to Hogan. That's what they do. The people like the Iron Iron Sheik was a transitional heel champion. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stan Stasiak was a a transitional champion between Pedro Morales and... um, and... Bruno Sammartino. Ivan Koloff yeah. was a was a, the same with well, yeah. I, I think he he was a a transitional champion between um, Sammartino yeah. and Howdy Doody. Yeah, but in the in this era, it was it's like they said it was a babyface territory. So the, yeah. the 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 if you compare it to the other side. In the NWA, WCW, to this point where Flair was champion most of the time. Yeah, and he, but when he was a champion, mostly he was a champion as a as a face. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, but again, so you had, you, had, you had Hogan, Savage. Obviously, Savage turned heel when he dropped it back to Hogan, or just before he dropped it back to Hogan. Hogan drops as a warrior. Yeah, we're going ahead of ourselves now. This is Randy Savage's show. Yeah, no, I, I, I was just, I was just trying to... We've already proved that one, Andrew. You don't need to go no. right up to date with it. But I was just trying to illustrate for a long time, WWF, they would just have faces as champions. They, did, they didn't, though, did they? Well, for that... For what, when did Hogan win a title? In, 19, in 84? 84. So then till... Yeah, they dro- he dropped it. Till Sergeant Slaughter went in at the... No. Yeah, 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 yeah. But a heel, no, didn't, a heel te- didn't win the title. Technically, Andrew the Giant right. won the title. <laughs> all right, then, yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. They're Fair always enough. just transitional in between baby faces winning. So I just yeah. blew your fucking yeah, okay, yeah. out of the water. Yeah. There, didn't I, son? Don't uh, fuck with me. But he... Um, the, 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 yeah, so the, the main event of the tournament is Savage and DBRC. Um, but Hogan doesn't come down again. Hogan comes down later on when Liz goes back to get him. He doesn't come down to start the match. Um, yeah. But he ends up winning Savage. Yeah. He's, a, he's, he's the world champion at WrestleMania. Yeah. Hogan's in the ring. Doesn't leave the ring, Hogan. Hogan's in the ring. Yeah, All the way through, yeah. 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 No intention of leaving the ring. No, no, it's not Randy's day, is it? <laughs> yeah. Won, yeah, yeah. It's not as if he's won the world championship. I think at the, end, at the end, uh, everybody's overcome in emotions and Gorilla gets a couple of metaphors mixed up and he says, we've all got goose bumples. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent work, Gorilla. Excellent work. <laughs> so what did Hogan do? Hogan went off to film No Holds Barred after this, which is coming up as a topic of one of our Christmas crackers. Yeah, see, you're, you're, you're already, you're already <laughs> disappointed, aren't you, people? Yeah, yeah. Uh, me and uh, Stephen Graham are going to watch the uh, No Holds Barred and talk, talk through it and 
Uh, so you've got that to look forward to over Christmas. I'm not listening to um, it. If I'm not part of it, I, all I ever do is listen to me when I'm on just to see yeah. if I, we've got the balance right between the voices and you're always too fucking loud. So who would who would round his main challenges be then after WrestleMania, after winning the title? Well, um, little, um, little Beaver. Little Beaver? Um, is that, is the, that, that sounds like one of the uh, breweries. The, ha- the Haiti Kid. <laughs> I'll have a point of Little Lord, Beaver, please. Lord Littlebrook. Lord Littlebrook. Lord... Who was the uh, Lord... Um, Lord Somebody's Eleven? They... Lord Rockingham's Eleven. Yeah. Goose, Goose loose about this. Goose, mom. <laughs> um, uh, so his main challenge... So his first challenge... <laughs> 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 Hoots man, there's a moose. Moose? There's a moose. Moose. I think this moose. Uh, his first. Um, I might put that at the end of this episode, actually. <laughs> um, his first post WrestleMania challenger was a one man gang. Obviously, you still have a grudge because he lost in the semi final of the tournament. You forget how heavily, especially in this next year, the one man gang. And one man gang have been around for a while before this. Yeah, yeah. But fucking baby boss man. Who like a year earlier was Jim Cornette's bodyguard in uh, Big Bubba Rogers? Yeah, again, go and check out our Big Bossman episode. We might just do another Big Bossman episode soon. Like, yeah. uh, they were like big players in next year. Yeah, yeah, um, and rightly so because to be fair, they could both fucking bump and work. Um, but yeah, so uh, he beat one man gang surprisingly. Uh, DBRC was still claiming to be the real champion. And um, he had a match with, <laughs> remarkably, on Saturday night's main event, which is the number one contender's match. <laughs> so if he beat Don Morocco, he was the uh, number one contender. Not, I said Don Morocco won. He'd been in line for a... Well, again, a you, you forget how big Don Morocco oh, was. Suppose, the magnificent yeah. one. As a heel and yeah. before in Mid-South. Yeah. He was a UWF mainstay as well, wasn't he? All that sort of... Yeah, yeah. But they so uh, DBRC and Savage feuded then uh, throughout the summer until the big man uh, came back after uh, after filming No Holds Barred, um, and the first SummerSlam main event was the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. Now at the time, that must have been uh, enormous, really. Well, that was that. I can remember buying the video then as well, and it was about five hours as well. Yeah. It had a big bit about um, sugar. Ray Leonard versus Don Lalonde. Yeah. And for the light heavyweight championship, and that was a fucking load of old shit as well, because I remember watching that. Um, but yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was one of those pay-per-views where it was just stuffed full of meaningless... Oh, yeah. Short they were, weren't they? Wasn't it? they were, a lot of those pay-per-views... Like we'll get to well we'll get to it next week when we talk about Wrestlemania 6 which is the first pay-per-view I remember and I, I sort of hold that up as being like that's like a, a comfort you and Edge it's a comfort pay-per-view for me if I'm if I'm ever really bored and want to watch just a random wrestling thing I'll put on Wrestlemania 6 it just reminds me of the first time I was sort of kind of really into wrestling I could we could I could review that pay per view now, like if yeah, you wanted we, to. Was that did that coincide with with the advent of you starting to masturbate? <laughs> no, it didn't. If we work out, I didn't masturbate until probably WrestleMania until, until about the third match in. <laughs> no, 
If we work out, I was I was masturbating by WrestleMania 12, 13, wasn't All it? the way through it, I think. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, so somebody, uh, Steve-O, cut that out. And, yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, nobody, nobody's actually replied and told me when they started masturbating. Surprisingly enough, so. Um, well, it's not something you want to do, but it was fucking way before you were 15, <laughs> no, eight hey, kids? Yeah. Um, whether it be a quick hand shandy behind the sofa or whether you were there with a fucking dildo. The, um, the dildos exist back then. Hey, <laughs> I think this is gonna get this is gonna get uh, cropped as well. I'm not when no no don't. We're not gonna get into a. I was gonna ask you when dildos first came into. They probably since vegetables were first the thing. Okay, it's, yeah. it's like swear, prostitution yeah. being the oldest the oldest um, well, profession, isn't it? I'm not sure if I told this story on this show before. Well, just to somebody, uh, I'm with my old man. I used to go to my old man's on the weekend. Uh, God rest his soul, Sir Bob. So and um, Lord Bob, I remember going into his and his wife's bedroom, which for some reason this is strange because we used to live in the flat. I used to sleep in the like the living room, and he used to have a like a, a chamber pot in their room. This is the aces, Mike. Good man. So you're going to old school, but it'd be like a turd in there sometimes. <laughs> Who's that, Lord Bob or, or, or Mrs. Bob? I don't know, but um. There was a, there was a big oversized, uh, like a comedy-sized carrot in their room once. And I, being a kid, I went in, looked at and went and picked it up, the carrot. And the, 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 the carrot was a cover, basically. So when the cover came off, yeah. it's just a massive fucking cock on the end of the, end of the, uh, the carrot stalk. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little inkling into my uh, my childhood. It probably you that probably traumatized. It probably into, that's probably into why I didn't masturbate until I was into, yeah. into your mid teens. It might have done. It might have done. Where are you going? I'm just standing, You're standing up. You're making me nervous when you talk about dildos. Hey, you're standing up yeah, and walking yeah. towards me. Um, that match, that match at SummerSlam. You're going to have a very sore <laughs> bottom. That match at SummerSlam. Um, quite a long match for this period. Yeah. It's mostly over three and Savage <laughs> doing the work. Yeah, of course it is. What's Hogan and Andre Hogan can't work, and and <laughs> yeah, Andre Andre was unable to work because he was starting to be fucking too ill. And Jesse Ventura was the special guest ref as well. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Jesse Ventura. And they had a secret plan, right? They was going to win in the match. It was. Uh, I don't even live down here. I live in the Baja. It was the uh, itsy bitsy teeny weeny. Basically, she took her skirt off to reveal her pants, Elizabeth, and it just paralysed, <laughs> paralysed all the bad guys. Seeing the woman in their pants. This is nineteen eighty-eight. Um, Had pants been invented by then? Well, maybe she was in the inventor of the pant. You never know. Um, but Hogan obviously gets the pin. Pins Ted, uh, and Jesse reluctantly counts to three. Randy, Randy runs up to the turnbuckle to celebrate and Hogan goes straight for Liz to pick Liz up and then Randy gets down and turns around and it's like the fuck like <laughs> and then we're uh, and when then you, we're beginning to build up when you know what's coming so the mega powers explode yeah you can see the little uh, the little bits which happened before um, 
And when Randy gets her up on the, his shoulder, he, like, Hogan comes around in and uh, gives us a little playful pat on the bum as well. Dirty bastard. But he, he acted the jealous, uh, uh, much of a stretch, but watching, he, did, back, he was really well done. really good. Really. Amazing. I mean, again, it's not too much of a stretch for Savage to play a jealous, possessive nutcase, is it? No. no, and it's not too much of a stretch for Hogan to play a bit of a card. But if there were two people around that time, you, you didn't know what the fuck they were going on about him, but he was savage in the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. They did promos after each other. You couldn't even... No. You couldn't understand a fucking word of it. Um, and I, I do love um, I do love that sort of talking... Uh, oh, I can't remember what it was, Mick Foley talking about it, and it was like watching Randy Savage doing... Um, unscripted promos and he, he literally just take the last three words of the last word of whatever Mean Gene was talking about and yeah. he'd start the, his promo with that and he'd go yeah. well what is it Macho what are you thinking and he'd go mm, thinking 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 <laughs> yeah um, they uh, sat a nice moment so Liz then started well she was managing both of them really and yeah. individually as well so there was a match in October. Hogan was wrestling Haku, King Haku. King Haku, the hardest um, fucker in wrestling. Yeah, which he won. And afterwards, he lifted uh, Liz up on his shoulder like, uh, like Macho did. Uh, Survivor Series 88. We might do this one, actually, because it's pretty good Survivor Series 88. It's Hogan Savage, Hillbilly Jim, America, using Coco Beware. Is that, that's the one where we did with the five tag team. We've already done that. Have we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's that masterclass in chicken shit healed them. From Tully Blanchard. Well, they're taking on. It. It's just not a bad team, actually. They take on Akeem, the big boss man, Haku, Melinda on a man, and the Red Rooster. Fuck, uh, fuck oh, Terry Taylor. Fuck Terry Taylor. But then going on after this, so the, the mega powers then were, were feuding with the Twin Towers, which was the, the big boys. Yeah. Uh, and especially Boss Man and Hogan. I think the other thing on Brother Love where he beat up Hogan and. Uh, uh, so they. Uh, they had a match. Um, well, no, actually, at this Survivor Series, it ended up with the Mega Powers against the Twin Towers. And a Slip tries to drag Elizabeth away, but Hogan makes a save. But he ends up hanged off to the rope, leaving Savage to get his ass kicked by the other two guys. Um, but he still wins somehow. Um, Savage takes the beat until Liz, get, Liz gets the keys off of Slick. That unlocks Hogan. Hogan comes in for the win. And again, afterwards... Uh, Hogan picks up Liz and celebrates and Savage is like I just got my ass fucking kicked and uh, the first thing you want to do is pick up my missus and start <laughs> so it's but they, they shake hands at the end so they're kind of still um, Saturday night's main event after that Savage defended this title against Andre uh, but ended up with uh, WDQ and Jake came down. that was when Jake and Andre were having their little feud kind of situated around Andre being afraid of snakes I know. But then we're getting into, like, we're getting close to the to the end now. So they had Hogan versus Akeem on Saturday night's main event in January with Elizabeth in this corner. Um, Savage says, oh, I'll keep an eye on things for you. But instead of going out to ringside, he stands in the back with uh, Gene and they're watching it on the monitor. And Hogan's getting his ass kicked by Bossman and Akeem. And Savage's like, no, no, it's fine. He's, he's got it. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it. Uh, Liz comes back to try and get him to come down and Liz can't find him so she comes back down to ringside 
um, until they're both beating the shit out of Hogan and it's only when um, Liz gets threatened that he comes down then Savage and sort of uh, makes a save but they um, but yeah they they're sowing the seeds and again when you look back at it now I'm not sure actually if you watched it at the time without knowing I suppose you could probably tell, can you? Were you watching it? I don't know you could watch it this time. Could you anywhere over here? No, I'm not sure. No. no I don't think it was until WrestleMania 6 that, yeah. that that was the first one I knew that was like sort of properly out on Sky. Yeah. Yeah. Box office, wasn't it? Or Sky Movies, it was not Sky Box Office then. It was like fucking... Because I remember... Yeah. I remember watching pretty much. You used to have a multi-screen... Um, that's multi-screen on on one of the Sky channels yeah. that showed you all the all the sort of movies. Yeah, and I literally watched one <laughs> pay per view. Yeah, that was down in the corner. Yeah, on the multi-screen, which yeah. had about twelve fucking things. So I was like really right <laughs> up watching. <laughs> when I uh, I would just sit a few weeks ago, you know they got the. Um, oh, that's fucking depressing at the moment isn't it they got the in the the uh, sports one they've got what is the, the biggest screen in Europe apparently behind the bar in the sports bar so it's it's humongous uh, but when I went down there the middle screen one of the panels in the middle was blacked out so it was like um, a bit like catchphrase you know when they got the one in the middle so you can't see the ball was in that area you couldn't see what was going on but it was like the, uh, the old catchphrase, you know, where the guy's doing the. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a guy with a top hat. See what like, you see. Looks like he's wanking off a snake, but you can't yeah. see because the, yeah, yeah. the middle squares are about okay. Um, but yeah, so in that match, so she's like showing concern for Hogan, but Savage keeps putting her away. Um, then the Rumble of 89, Savage eliminates. Savage, uh, Hogan eliminates Savage and Badley's brain at the same time. But Savage gets back in the ring and like slaps him and is like, not having it. Not having it. Not having it, you bald cunt. No, no. Uh, but Liz comes down to make the peace and eventually Randy shakes her. And Big John Stud won the Rumble in 80, no. <laughs> which seems, uh, seems strange. So we're off to the main event too in February, which is only viewed by 20 million viewers. So Only? 13 million viewers down from the year before. Fucking... But the main event of that... Just turncoat fuckers. ...was the Mega Powers versus the Twin Towers. So the boss man and Akeem were in the... the main event of the show watched by 20 million viewers. Um, And that's when things really kick off. So Savage gets thrown into Liz outside and Liz is like dead. So Hogan picks her up and walks to the back, uh, leaving Savage to get his ass kicked. It's only when Liz... uh, Some fantastic acting from Hogan really? this time but Hogan only yeah, then yeah. goes back once Liz wakes up and says like go back and you know go back and help but when he does turn up he goes for a tag and Savage fucking too fucking belts late. him in the face slaps yeah. him in the face and then walks off the walks off yeah they bust up uh, the mega powers exploding Hogan wins on his own obviously obviously because it's Hogan <laughs> Twin Towers and heads back up to the uh, to the dressing room to catch up with Liz and Savage um but yeah, I think a lot of people have probably seen that. You've got jealous eyes, you've got lust in your eyes. I can't do a fucking uh, macho man. Uh, you can't do anything. Impersonation. Um, but yeah, so that's where it kind of properly kicks off. And Savage, like, you know, you've been, I see now you've been looking at Elizabeth, and if you want the title, just you have to say that I'll beat you. You're not man enough to ask me for a, 
for a title shot and Hogan's like trying to be all nice and and Sabre sort of walks out of shot and then comes back and just fucking belts him with the <laughs> belts him with the belt yeah. and we're off we're away and who comes to make the save after uh, so this is on the floor like over Hogan and Sabre's like don't get out of the way I'm gonna I'm gonna smush you as well with the, uh, with the belt who comes in to save... I, I'm not ruining your big moment. Britta's big comes in what to make surprise. the save. To make the save. And then Savage just beats him up as well. Oh, well that's uh, what he's there for, isn't it? And then we're off. We're off to WrestleMania. But we have one more Saturday Night's Main event before that where Liz is going to make a decision about who she's going to side with. And, and she manages side. Hogan at that. But then she's like, I'm not going to be in Hogan's corner. Savage comes out to celebrate and kind of gloat and she says I'm not going to be in your corner either and Hogan has to come out and kind of stand up for uh, Elizabeth so we get to Wrestlemania and she's not in anyone's corner she's in the, in the neutral corner but in the build up to that Savage was I think he had like a staph infection in his arm and was in the hospital yeah. having antibiotics and when he comes out his fucking elbow is just completely yeah. bandaged up yeah, like my elbow my elbow's bad as well I haven't got a staph infection in there no no you're just a mutant um, but it, quite surprisingly in that the, the build up to the match I think it was supposed to be Sherry versus Rockin' Robin but it got pulled Robin got Rockin' Robin sung the national anthem instead yeah yeah <laughs> not, not very well no. but uh, Sherry mysteriously cut a promo on Elizabeth saying uh, she's you know it's her fault the mega powers are the that split up and which is you know looking back uh, a bit of a kind of indicator of what was going to happen later on but uh, that's I watched this match back I probably hadn't seen this match it's a great match it's fucking brilliant but it's really good yeah but that's that's because Savage had yeah marked everything out and they they practiced it to the I prefer this match to the Steamboat Savage match yeah um, you really are a fucking twat no I think it's really good it's a good match, but you're... Hogan a bleeds. You are I think the hard way... Fucking Bellin. Hogan bleeds the hard way in this, this match. Good. Um, he deserves his fucking... Elizabeth's there. She ended up getting ushered away for her own safety because she's just kind of getting in the way and making things awkward. Um, but yeah, Hogan wins. Unsurprisingly. Really? Yeah. Kicks out of the leg drop. Uh, the, and the kicks out the elbow drop. And uh, gets a big boot and yeah, and then it's all yeah, and then. But then afterwards, I didn't. I only saw this in the last few years. They had an interview with Elizabeth afterwards, which wasn't on the main show. I think it was on the on the home video, and that's when uh, Savage comes in and starts berating her afterwards, and then Sherry turns up and uh, helps Savage attack Hogan. And that's the first time we get Savage and Sherry Yeah, and together. then he becomes the Macho King uh, yeah. by winning the King of the Ring again. And uh, um, we'll, we'll pick the story up next week. We will do. We will do. The now, second part of the potentially three or four part. <laughs> what, uh, what song should we... Well, I'll, I'll give you a chance to think about what song we'll finish with tonight. Mains and Slaughter by this <laughs> do that every week I thought we are going to have Lord Rockingham's I, I, I would be behind Lord Rockingham's 11 the hoops yeah. man there's a loose loose about this I think it's either that or Alexander O'Neill Alexander O'Neill criticised no it's never going to no, be okay. Alexander right. O'Neill criticised okay. because that is a piece of soul and okay. shit Lord Rockingham then um, yes thank and you everybody for listening for it uh, putting up with our 
bollocks. stuff chat go and check out I forgot to mention last week about the uh, the Spotify playlist which is kind of cultivated since you've been away where I put songs which have been mentioned on the show on the I, then, Spotify then, playlist I'm not interested it's called Bang Bang the Music if it wasn't anything to do with me then you can stick up your fucking sweaty ring piece the Sears are on there and I put Discharge on there as well from last week and, and uh, Wizard which you put on last week mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. so we'll be fin- we'll be finishing off with Lord Rockingham's 11 in a minute uh, and we'll be back next week with the second part of the Macho Man WWE WWF story thanks everybody for putting up with us um, go in share like subscribe all that stuff Either way, um, if you if you've joined since <laughs> the first fifty episodes, yeah. and you're thinking, who is this cunt? Yeah. You're fucking stuck with me now, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. give a fuck whether you like it or not. Well, I'm off to the bar. To, well, I'm gonna get a drink, then I'm gonna have a piss. I know I have a piss first. Then I'll get a drink, and then we'll be back with you next week. Cheers. Take yeah. care. Yeah. Basically, we're gonna push stop, and then we're gonna start again in about five minutes. Don't Because I also can't be in the same fucking room with him two weeks in a row. Don't ruin we have the to magic. Do two in a week. It's magic. Everyone, <laughs> magic. Say, magic. Breaking the, breaking, breaking the fourth wall. Right, right. cheers. Cheers then. Bye bye the north. Old bollocks. Right, bye.